So that time of the year where a lot of us will be starting to head out on our summer holidays, maybe you've already been on one, maybe you've got one coming up, and you may have already started to think perhaps about your nutrition whilst you're on holiday, how are you going to navigate that? If you haven't already, then I want you to head over to episode 43 that's on the audio platforms only and listen to how to stay in shape whilst traveling and on holiday. That gives us a really, really comprehensive look at not only nutrition, but your training and also your mindset on holidays. But something I don't really cover in much depth on that one is how to handle your nutrition whilst you're flying and you could certainly apply these principles to whether you're driving or taking a boat for example like all of these principles are pretty universal but I want to go specifically into flights today whether you've got a short haul flight whether you've got a long haul flight coming up I'm going to cover all the bases and make sure that you cover yourself comprehensively so the flying side of things the traveling side of things doesn't trip you up so that when you get to your holiday you have every chance of executing the plan that you created so the first piece of advice is a pretty simple one which is try and eat before and after you fly. If you don't have to eat during a flight, that's probably the most optimal approach. So look at the time of day that you're going to be flying. If you've got a morning flight, you fly at seven, you land at 10, you might want to get a quick snack in before you go, or you might fast entirely. You might not need to eat and you might just plan on having a heavy breakfast when you arrive. Perhaps if you've got an evening flight, maybe you fly at 9 p.m. Perhaps before you leave, you have a big heavy dinner around 6 p.m. And then when you get to the airport, you get on your flight, you make sure you stay hydrated, you wake up in the morning when your flight is done and you just eat breakfast as normal and that will be a very very helpful way of not having to really think about anything at all all you have to do then is potentially avoid some of the food that's offered on the flight which once again we'll go into in just a moment number two is kind of what i mentioned in the sense of having rules for whether you're having short flights or long flights one rule i kind of have stuck to for the past few years or so on all of my flights is if the flight is less than say four hours it's more than likely that i'm not going to eat on the flight i think realistically most of us can survive three or four hours. I think pretty much all of us should be able to survive three or four hours without consuming anything. Once again, if you stick to the rule of eating before and after, you'll be totally fine as well. Maybe you pack your own snacks if you want a snack during the flight, totally fine, or you pick one up at the airport just before. But realistically, if it's a short flight, there's not really much need to eat. I would just stay super hydrated. Maybe you have a coffee or a tea or something along those lines, but I would rule out eating at all. So at least that you know when you're taking that short flight, you don't even have to think about food whatsoever. The next is a really, really key one. And this is going to be for anyone who's taking a long haul flight. And I would consider this maybe eight hours or longer. I'm not sure when it's considered long haul, whether it's six or eight, but I would consider it eight hours or longer when you know at least one or two of your meals are going to be provided on the flight. So with that being said, most of us will just go with the idea that I will eat whatever they serve. And that is okay for most people. And most people are like, well, I pay for the flight. I pay for the food. That's totally fine. But the thing I want to say is that that doesn't have to be your only option. For years now, I have pretty much packed my food with me and I've taken it and I've eaten it on my long haul flights. And this is like two travel hacks right here. The first is that you can take your own food through security. A lot of people don't think you can, but I've taken lunch boxes before. I've taken like packs of Philadelphia, packs of sliced turkey and ham. I've taken egg white omelets. I've taken protein bars, all the types of things. Obviously you can't take liquids. I do think I've taken cottage cheese and yogurt. So I don't know where the line between liquid is drawn and obviously solid food is drawn, but you can take a lot of things through security. So if you're someone who really wants to keep their nutrition on point, don't think that your only option is to eat on the flight based on the food that they provide. You can take whatever you want with you. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is that there's going to be a temptation to take the food even if you pack your own. And the key to this one I found is to either eat whilst everyone else is eating. When the time comes and you start to smell the food and you maybe are a little bit bored as well, you are eating alongside everyone else so you don't feel like you're missing out. And then number two is to, if you don't want to eat whilst everyone else is eating, is to sleep during those 
those times as well. So you don't have to worry about the smells coming through or being engaged with food at that time. Eating at the same time as others or sleeping. Sleeping is quite a good one as well because if, if you eat at the same time as others, everyone else is getting up to the bathroom at the same time as you are. Whereas if you eat beforehand, you eat on your own schedule, then obviously then you can cater to your own body, but also you get away with the less busy times in the bathrooms as well. So that's a big travel hack right there. And on that note, if you are going to eat the plain food, just be selective. If you don't like the food or it tastes a bit weird or it tastes like it's gone off or maybe it's just not that fresh, you don't have to eat it. Don't think you're going to starve. Like realistically, the longest flight potentially you're going to take is like 12 hours. And if it's longer than 12 hours, at some point you might have a layover where you can get some different food or something along those lines or another meal will be provided. But if something is there and you don't like it or you know you've got a dairy intolerance, it's not the time to eat the yogurt that they give you just because you're a little bit hungry. You will survive even if you're not super, super full. Try and stack up on liquids, for example. Just be very, very selective as it's probably not going to be of the highest quality. I appreciate it's definitely better than it has been in the past and different airlines will provide different things. But just be mindful about what you're consuming because the last thing you want is when you land to be uncomfortable from a digestive perspective because you're flying already. So to add foods that don't align with your body on top of that, not going to be a wise move. And now let's transition on to the airport food. So there are some airports around the world that have a great selection of restaurants. Like in your, if you're in the UK and you're flying from Heathrow or Gatwick, for example, I think it's Gatwick, then you have Nando's available or you have Pret or you have plenty of different ones that we can, I could go through that actually have pretty decent quality food. And all the menus are obviously on the website or now even on, you have the calories on the menu. So you can align your nutrition quite comfortably based on the menus that you have. And I think that UK provide a lot of great restaurants. The, most of the airports, especially Gatwick and Heathrow, are very comprehensive when it comes to the options that you have, depending on the terminal that you fly from, of course, but generally you're going to be pretty good from that perspective. Whereas sometimes when you land in other countries, there, <laughs> there isn't much. Let's just put it that way. It really depends on the country. Some have outstanding, outstanding restaurants and amenities, let's say, for a lack of a better term, but others are literally bare. So if you know what airport you're landing at and you know what type of foods they have, then you can rely on getting food there if you want to. However, if you don't know the airport, I personally wouldn't take the risk because then you put yourself in a position where you're probably going to get poor quality food and you're going to have to pay a lot for it. I remember taking a flight from Mexico City to Dubai and I didn't pack accordingly. I wasn't very smart on this one. I got to Barcelona and I paid like, I don't know, 10 euros for a terrible salad. I mean, no, none of us want to do that. We don't want to waste money and we don't want poor quality food. So prepare accordingly and be aware of the airport that you're going to and that will save you a lot of time and money and also a lot of hassle when it comes to the digestive side of things. And the final big key point that I want to go to is when you begin holiday mode. So if you are going to be a little bit more flexible in your approach, I would personally advise starting quote unquote holiday mode the moment you land in the country. And I would end holiday mode the moment you fly out of that same country or city, wherever you're going. I think that's the best way to go. Otherwise, if you start drinking a bunch, eating terribly on the flight, you're going to land and you're already going to feel terrible. At least if you land and you're feeling good within your digestion and everything along those lines, you can start being conscious and selective about what you're going to have, even if you're going to be a little bit more flexible. But you probably have options for much better quality food. You have an option of sleeping in a bed that same evening. And also same goes for the flip side of that as well. What you don't want is to arrive on a Sunday evening, you've just gotten home after your holiday and just feeling terrible from a digestive standpoint after all the eating you've done in the week or two whilst you've been away. And then you added some terrible plain food and a bunch of alcohol on top of that. So I would personally start the holiday the moment you land in that country. A, it's less time of eating a little bit more flexibly and uh, less damage potentially done. And also it means a little bit more favorable circumstances for your digestion as well. Same goes for that return so that when you 
land back in your country, back in your city, you can start to get back into your normal structure as well. It makes that transition a lot easier. So a couple of quick fire tips to finish off with that I've got. The first is to stay hydrated and it might be worth taking a bottle with you so you can fill up at the water fountains at the airports. That can be a really good idea. Next is to take advantage of like diet sodas, teas, coffees, etc. even chewing gum. Another big one is to potentially have a plan of action for what you're going to do on the plane. Maybe it's when I get there, I'm going to watch a movie, then I'm going to go to sleep. And then when I wake up, I'm going to read my book, whatever it is, just pack your time accordingly and kind of have a loose schedule of what you're planning to do as most of us are going to eat when we're bored. So there's going to be a higher chance of us taking the snacks that come, etc. If we are feeling that boredom, which sometimes long haul flights can essentially create, you're sat down, not really being able to do much. Obviously you have the entertainment required, but sometimes there's only so much you can do before you're like, eh, I'm ready to get off now. So pack your time on the flight as tightly as you can with all the things that you want to do whilst you're flying. And the final tip is to consider fasting. I've had success with this in the past. And I've also had not so much success with this in the past. There have been times where I probably forced it a little bit and have ended up being super hungry and then ended up thinking like, I don't have anything that I can eat and I'm actually really wanting to have some food right now. There's been other times where fasting has been a great approach for me. So if you are used to fasting, there's no reason why you can't take those principles onto a flight and it's a very, very good chance you're going to land, feel in a very good place from a digestion standpoint. Just make sure you stay super, super hydrated. And if you do feel really rough from the fasting, be prepared to maybe have snacks with you that you can eat as a backup plan. I think that can be advantageous. So that is everything from me team. So if you've got a flight coming up, it doesn't matter whether it's the summer or whether it's any flight you've got coming up in the next year or five years or 10 years, these principles will apply. Like I said, you can use these for driving. You can use these for any types of travels. And I think they'll serve you super, super well. So any questions, let me know. Otherwise, take care team. I'll look forward to speaking with you very, very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.